Welcome, everybody, once again to the If I Said It, I Meant It podcast. Bite my tongue for no one. I'm Kevin Shio, coming to you, as always, with my good friend, Richard Vasquez. And we are strategically placing, uh, hopefully, future sponsorships in our podcast now. Yes. The uh, All McDonald's Cup? McDonald's Cup, as Raquel pointed it out and said, are we sponsoring? And the answer would be, maybe. They're willing to write us a check. Hell yeah. If, if they let us say Pussy. stupid shit that we uh, that we like to say so often, I lost sound out of my earphones. Um, what's up, brother? How you been? I'm doing all right. Uh, watching some Olympic wrestling right now. So if I'm not, you know, necessarily paying attention completely, if you're not giving a hundred percent, you got to give. You, know you got to give hundred and ten percent. That's that's the deal. I, I. God, that was an underrated movie. Bedazzled. Was it Bedazzled? Where Brendan Fraser, uh, I've never seen it. Makes a deal with the devil, who is Elizabeth Hurley, and uh, he just goes through different things to get a girl that he thinks he wants, and it just it. There's a scene where he's a basketball player, and he just gives that cliched: "You got to go out there, and just give it 110 percent. There's no I in team. Oh, you know, we just gave, went out there, give it 110 percent." Bedazzled? Yeah, it's a good movie. I thought that was with Mariah Carey. Or is that Glitter? That's Glitter. Same concept. <laughs> All right. Same idea of bedazzling yourself. You brought your earphones today? Yes. Oh, I leave them here now. It, Raquel got me new ones. It helps when you're doing a podcast to be able to hear the other person clearly. Um just, I don't know, it, it helps me, especially when we have guests and I'm trying to, like, hear what everybody's saying when everybody starts talking over each other. Like last week. You hone in on it. Yeah. Well, but, we started off with, like, 17 guests, and then we dwindled down to Stephanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, was her name Amber? Amber was on for, like, 14 seconds and then went and to then, go eat. And then sushi came, and then yeah. she bounced. And then everybody... Um, yeah, we lost. We lost a lot of people. We lost a lot of. Uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a very drunken show. Shots were flowing. Um, thank you, Cam. By the way. Yeah, I asked him, "Are you going to come on?" And he goes, "Well," and I was like, "Oh, you had beer balls last week, huh?" He's all kind of. God, I want. I have so many, just, interesting topics about the sea, and the ocean, and. Sounds fishy. Yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, you know what? Shout out. I want to give you a shout out. I don't know if it was Brody's planning or yours or a combined effort, but Saturday was fun, man. Oh, it was a good time. Saturday was cool. What well, made the best part of the, of the evening, though, was the carne salad. Let's just be real. I would have cooked it a little bit more. I don't disagree. It was a little pink in the middle, which sometimes is good. 
but not always. I would have just cooked it a little bit more, but, you know. I think he was worried that he was going to burn it. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's what happens when you don't preheat your grill. He, you turned it off, huh? Yeah, I did. Did you jump out of the... I don't even remember uh, seeing you jump out of the pool. I did it quick. Jumped out like the pool, turned him off, got back in the pool. I told Yvette, I was like, the games that we're fucking with Brody with right now, like, don't let him in the pool. Just keep coming up with shit for him to do to keep him out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> turning off the uh, turning off the grill, so he's just like, what the fuck? Who did this? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, and then just playing with the kids. The kids were fun. Um, Pause. Yeah, look, everybody's, all of our friends have, have girls now, and as Uncle Kevin, it's like, I just am not, I'm not comfortable. I'm just like, uh, okay, legally, what can show up in court later is all that goes through my head. This whole somewhere. podcast is going to be, you know what, if we either of us ever got arrested and it required to talk about our character, someone's got to listen to Every all episode. these episodes Every to episode. find out and cut little pieces out to like for court, yeah, to, to put against. Oh, us. it's gonna be awesome! It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know what you would uh, what what you would call. Or do you call yourself like stepdad? To uh, I'm just Richard. Just Richard. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what they refer to me as to other people. But I, I just, I'm just Richard. I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. Scarlett was very funny to me. She's hilarious, dude. Um, when she had a the scuba mask on and was underwater, I pulled it, filled it full of water. And she was like, what the heck, man? I was like, all right, come here. Like, you got water in your mask. I'm going to teach you how to clear it in case you're ever scuba diving or snorkeling. You get water in your mask. Push the top of it, right? And just blow out your nose gently. And that pressure with the air is going to push the water out the bottom. So she did it. It's fogged up. So I was like, okay, now look down, add a little bit of water, and wash it. So she was just... I didn't think she would have any interest in listening. I thought she'd be like, no, and just walk off. But she was very... I was surprised she tried both... Um, just little tricks, like when you're scuba diving or snorkeling, just little tricks that you have. Well, what's funny is going forward, she's going to remember that. Like, she may not remember. I could be talking to her about stocks. I could be talking to her about saving money. I could be talking to her about her fucking career and her lifetime goals. She will not remember any of that shit. <laughs> but she'll remember the day she went swimming at Brody's house and learned how to clear out her fucking her scuba <laughs> mask, you know, or... Or how to tell a racist joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that you taught her that she I was loved. Very clear. Do not tell this joke at school. Jeez. Did she even tell her mom? Yeah. Oh, did she? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And Raquel was like, Kevin. God damn it, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. I walked in, especially with the kids, I walked in and was just handing out $2 bills to everybody. Here. I know they're actually on the on their nightstands right now. Um, you know, I didn't realize that cowboy hats were waterproof. I don't. I thought it was funny. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna wear my hat." 
This one is not all are. So like a felt one, I wouldn't trust. Yeah, it was leather though, right? It was. It's just like a like a almost like a carbon fiber. It, it's like a it's like a plastic. I don't know. It's, oh, it's okay. strong. Yeah, yeah. It's um, almost like a resin covered fiber that's on. But yeah, it was. I mean, I guess if you think back and look at like old cowboy movies, they're always dick, dipping their heads in like those big buckets or or. Um, barrels and then putting their hats on right after. And yeah. Well, and then you, you got to think about it. If you're riding and it's raining, you don't want your hat to fall apart in the water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wore my cowboy hat for probably like three hours while swimming. Uh, yeah, it was on the whole time. Yeah. It was fun. Raquel says she says, she says it every day. What? The joke. I think she means the joke. Oh. It's awesome. That's awesome. And I walked into her room and I was like, oh no. Oh she, no, she, not race again. She just she just she went, ha! and then like that was it. And I think Drew liked it. I think Drew had fun hanging with guys. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't one of those like get out of here, like he was just he came around, kind of swam a little bit, left, came back. And I think I know when I was young, um, being able to hang with, with like guys. guys, it was like, don't say anything that's going to get everybody like mad. Don't, you know, just be a fly on the wall kind of. And that's what I kind of saw out of him. Just like come and chill. What I took from the, leave, from the, um, from the night. Is, is that Brody's kids are over swimming. <laughs> they were trying to get out of the pool every opportunity they got. Yep. Every opportunity. But I get it. They have they live in a house with a pool now. And I from what Brody tells me, he's like, whenever they're acting up, go in the pool. I don't want to fucking hear you guys. Go swimming. And they, they're like, we don't want to go swimming. I don't care. Go swimming. Well, look at Rick. Rick never swam unless we came over and was like, we're going swimming. Yeah. And he was like, all right, I'll jump in. But Very true. He never swam on his own. Um, Miles learning to do the backflip was funny. Yes, I agree. And then um, little Devin. Little Devin was... Was the star of the show, right? That kid uh, fascinated everybody. Now, it did help that we were all drunk, and there's a three-year-old that just... Part fish maybe had gills, but this kid spent more time underwater than above it. Um, he actually scared us for a second. Oh. Was it you or was it Rick that when he went down the slide backwards, smashed his face into the slide, he came up after landing in the water and goes, ouch. No, that was Rick. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, my face hurts. Well, the funny part about it is he was swimming the whole time without floaties, and then they put floaties on him. I wouldn't have. I mean, there is one thing that as he gets tired, it's nice to have that safety net there for him. But there were also like eight people. Well, in the room. We were intoxicated. Three of them sober and like there were enough people that would have watched um, where I think he would have been okay. At the end of the night, you know, when it's, everybody's tired, then I would say go ahead and put it on. But because it is, it is nice to um, to have something when you're tired to just like take a little bit of the stress off. Um, a lot of times when I would go snorkeling, wear a weight belt to help me get to the bottom. But if you're out far, man, 
you get tired of swimming with a weight belt on, it's nice to have a boogie board there to just offset it. You know what I mean? Bring you right back to the top? Well, no, it's just as you're coming in, you don't have to work as hard to keep your head above water. You just hop on the boogie board and paddle in. Um, but, yeah. I don't... It was a good time. It was I, a good time. I, it was good to hang out with all, all of our buddies and that we have. I mean, I know I see you every week, but I don't see all them. Yeah. Um, Shark was amazed that he, he actually got mad. Not, like, literally mad, but, like, you know, like, he's like, I've been here for three hours, and your son hasn't cried once. <laughs> He is a very good, uh, good-tempered baby. He's he's really good. He just chilled. I think the only time he started to get fussy when Yvette picked him up, and that's I think she was like, "I'm Richard. I'm picking up your kid because." No, he was already fussy before she picked him. Was up. Was that what it was? Yeah, and then everyone was like, "Are you gonna go get your baby?" I'm like, "She's right there." Something was yeah. Something was and, going and on. And they had said Raquel went to get him food because he was getting hungry. Yeah. So. So she was like, oh, I'm just going to pick him up because I think he started to get restless. But the funny thing is, like, he wasn't even that loud. I didn't hear him. Yeah, he was just going. <laughs> but, like, he does. It was, yeah, it was one of those preemptive, like, oh, before a problem, happened, I'm just going to pick him up. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yvette, Yvette loved the baby. But uh, it, it, it was good times. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. And I promise, Shark, if you're listening, I was not mad that I drove you all the way from Brody's to your apartment before you realized you didn't have your keys, then drove you all the way back to Brody's to get your keys, then drive all the way back to your apartment and drop you off. I, I really wasn't mad. I was a little bit irritated at myself. Why? Because you let it happen? Yes. I didn't go through the checklist with him before we left the first time. Like, dude, you got your keys, you got your phone, everything else... You know, you don't really need your wallet because I'm taking you home. But, like, can you get in your house? Do you have a phone in case something happens? Like, why didn't I ask? I should have checked first. So, but. Did you end up getting drunk? I felt really good. And then about, I don't know, 7 o'clock, I was like, I'm going to slow, just stop drinking kind of. Plus, for me, all of the swimming and throwing kids and playing, um, Kind of burned off my buzz. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really drunk when I got home. I mean, I guess for could say something different, but um, I felt good. I, I woke up the next morning feeling good. I 100% felt comfortable driving. I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I and as I've gotten older, and as Uber has really taken off, it's like I've said, there's not really an excuse to get all fucked up and drive home. I was comfortable driving. I was like, I'm fine. Michelle was our Uber. And I again told Michelle that I think we deserve a medal or a trophy of some sorts. Yes. Because we were, we were good. We yeah. were in good, uh, good soberness. Rick didn't throw up on the way home, right? No, I don't think so. No, well, better than the first week I had my truck. <laughs> that was your birthday. It was that? It was when we went down to 7th Street or Long oh, Beach. Oh, no, we went to 2nd Street. 2nd Street. Yeah, we went. He got all fucked up. Remember, he's like, "Someone roofied me." That's what he says. I just I, think he drank seventeen Jameson and Sprites within an hour. Was? No, I don't know how many he, he drank. Did, yeah, but he had a couple. Know. Yeah, I had my truck a solid week before Rick threw up all over it, mostly on the outside. So I, I would say thank you for that. You needed a car wash anyway. Yeah, take it back to the dealership. Hey, there's barf all over the side. Um, 
you said that that <laughs> that Scar would remember how to clear a mask or or how to do you know those little things that you learn. What is it about that that resonates so long in a kid's memory? I think because it was like something that no one's ever taught them. It's like the first time you learn how to do something. I, I think that's what it is. It may not be because it's like necessarily that important, but the next time she puts on uh, goggles, like I feel like she's going to remember. Because you don't, I mean, unless you have a pool. Yeah. And you swim all the time. Now, it may change. You know, obviously, if we get a house with a pool and she's in the pool all the time, it may be different. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like those kinds of things you just remember. I have a, I have a better memory for those types of things, I think, than most people do. Um, but I do know what you're saying. And, and I think part of it is the newness of the entire situation. Like, here's all of my mom and Richard's friends, and they're all adults. And, I mean, let's be real. Like, maybe it was that we were all drinking, but Rick doing backflips. At the size that he is. At the size that he is. (laughs) You know, me racing kids to the bottom of the pool with a brick, like, to hold me. Because they can get down there a lot faster than I can. I, I can. I can get to the bottom of the pool, but I can't stay down there. I just immediately start floating back up. Um, we're a bunch of kids. Like, I mean, dude, there was five dudes in a fucking hot tub. That was the... F- uh, that picture was the... I said it th- that day. And I stand by it. It's the third gayest thing that I've ever done in my life. I'm very interested what the w- one and two are. I'd have to, I'd have to think about it. I could... So how do you get to number three then? I built a little cushion like this isn't the gayest thing i want to say that i i don't know what the, <laughs> what the gayest thing rick's ever done but i know that he's been in a hot tub with like a, a couple other dudes with like they're boxers <laughs> you know but i think it's because nobody had trunks sh- trunks yeah um i think the picture of the girls like that i sent the following morning um yeah, of it, what I wanted and then what, what I you, got. What you actually got. Uh, that summed it up pretty well. It was, well, and, and the funny thing is, if you look at that picture, there's nobody else in the pool. It's just us. Yeah. But the person that took the picture was a girl. Yes. There was uh, four girls outside the pool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's not like we were just chilling with a bunch of dudes just in a pool. Like, there was. But to be honest, had there not been girls and we were just chilling, it, it would have been the same picture, just less one of us. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Or Patty would have took the picture. Yeah, since she lives there. Um, <laughs> I know my, my, my kid is going to be taking a road trip pretty soon. And uh, he's going to be going with Grandpa to the Grand Canyon. And then I think he's going across Albuquerque uh, into Texas. And he's going to go, go out there and spend some time with, uh, with his papa, my dad. We were talking earlier about those memories that you have that just stick with you and how he'll remember this. What memories do you have of how to clear a scuba mask, uh, trips to the Grand Canyon, things like that? Um, Well, I mean, the one that I initially thought of when we were talking about this uh, in our, whatever you want to call it, our pre-show. Yeah. 
We took a trip to my sister's. My sister lives in Humboldt County. Ah, good man. weed up there. Well, I didn't know that at the time. I was like 10. Oh. Um, yeah. But we took a Greyhound bus. So it took oh. literally 24 hours to get oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, and I fucking hated it. I hated every <laughs> second of it. It was, I mean, think about being on a bus. Oh, turnarounds suck. Yeah, but at least you're going somewhere and there's a destination, then you're coming back. Typically, you're asleep on the way back. And you know everybody. Yes. And it's the excitement that it's three and a half, four hours, and then you're going to be gambling. And it's, it's a different atmosphere. But let's be real. If we could find a bus that drove really fast and do it in 35 minutes, we would all trade Yes. And get there in 35 minutes. So that trip was dreadful. But I just remember being on the bus with my mom and my brother and just like seeing, I don't know, like I just, I, I remember looking out the window, like all the different, different sceneries. Cause you know, going up the, the, the uh, going up north, like they take, they didn't take PCH, right? They no, 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 no. But they it's, would not, go. It's, it's not about it's just like the three nine. It goes from like city to like super like you know farm like farm and then And in like, those days it was like a two lane highway probably. So like all that was yeah. just something that I just remember. And then when we got there, I mean that whole area is just different. You know, like it's different than what I'm used to. And then I remember we went to uh, is it Yosemite? Yep, that's real um, close there. And uh, that was cool because we did like a couple hikes, not a couple, we went on one hike. <laughs> uh, and you know, they talk about like, like marvelous wonders in the world, like things that like you can only see one place or that's, it's just, everything's just like super huge or, you know what? And like these trees were fucking ginormous. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the redwoods, the yeah. mighty redwoods of and, California. Yeah. Some of them thousands of years old too. And that's what I remember, like that, like that, like time and being there. And um, it was just, it was fun. Like it was fun after the fact, but in the moment, I remember being a little bitch about it. Like I remember being like complaining and like not wanting to do this or whatever, but like. Hell, I'd complain now. Well, I would definitely fly (laughs) there, you know what I mean? And take whatever. Uh, drive I needed to do, but it wouldn't be fucking tw- 24 hours. I'll tell you that much. So I, I remember taking a trip with my grandparents to Half Dome uh, in Yosemite. Japanese grandparents, sushi packed car ride. I remember getting sick. It was not pretty. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't even tell you what year it was. Who else went? I don't even know if my parents were there, to be quite honest with you. But I do remember going. And I'm, I'm, look, I'm very lucky. I, I, my parents took me on a lot of places. My, my family likes to just drive. They just drive everywhere. So, you know, we used to pack up the car and we would just drive to Bishop. And my dad was the type of person who, I remember, uh, I was a teenager, we wanted pizza. And we wanted pizza from a specific pizza place in Bishop, California, which is about (laughs) a six-hour drive. 
there. It was a Friday, and he goes, let's go. And I said, what? He's like, let's go. So we jumped in the car. We drove six hours. We got pizza. We spent the night there, obviously. Um, I say obviously, but that's, that's kind of unfair. We also got a um, bunch of loaves of bread because there's an old bakery there. There's a beef jerky place. Like a hostess? No, this is like home, like stone-baked breads, like sourdough that's a uh, hundred years old, like that kind of place. Side note, I, I saw a meme today. It was like uh, sliced bread was introduced in like 1924, and then it or I don't know when it was, but whatever yeah. the date was, yeah. and then it said like how people ate sandwiches before, and it just shows like a big loaf of like <laughs> like it's like not even sliced. It's just like they stuffed all the meat in it. I don't know. <laughs> That means nothing, I know, but... Oh, oh I, got, I got to tell you a story about that, too. About stuffed bread? Yeah, well, just eating bread funky. Um, but I had, I mean, for me, I had a lot of those, like, little childhood memories. Um, my family loved the desert. So sometimes we would just drive for, like, three hours into the middle of... I'm not going to say the middle of Death Valley, but the outskirts of it. Find a place, pull over set up camp and spend two days there. That was not an uncommon weekend for my folks. And um, so I have a lot of those memories. I love, you know, finding little bits of gold and just shit like that. So I'm hoping that while I know my son would love to just sit and watch cartoons and play video games for a week, I'm hoping that this trip... Um, is one of those that sticks with him. It will, especially because he's going with his grandpa. Yeah. I think, like, things like that. Um, and with grandpa, you literally get to do whatever the fuck you want to do. At least with my... I just hope that family. your grandpa's just like, yeah, just go and play video games the whole time, you know? Like, I hope it's like... like I'm not saying not let him play, because he's going to oh, want yeah. to. I mean, yeah. I'm sure on the way up there, he's going to fucking... Be bored as hell. It's a yeah. twenty what twenty two hour drive or something like. Where that. Where is he going? Well, he's going to go to the Grand Canyon first. Then they're going to go to Texas. But he's gonna, they're breaking it up though, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I, either way, I know that there was a lot of things that I would have rather done. I would have rather stayed home on a Saturday morning and watched cartoons than wrestling. You know, whatever my TV day was, then go on some of the trips that that we had to go on or that, you know, that my parents took me on. Um, but looking back, those are tr like key memories of your childhood. So I hope, I hope for RJ's sake that, um, that he remembers, I hope Scarlett remembers how to clear water out of a mask or how to really sell it on a racist joke, um, <laughs> whatever it might be. Jeez. But uh, <laughs> you well, talked about you talked about bread. Real quick story. This morning I get up. I'm fucking tired. Oh god! I had a bagel. Threw it in my toaster. I go, hey Bubba, do you want a bagel? He's like, okay, Dad. I was like, do you want cream cheese for your bagel? He's like, no. I go, okay. Do you want to heat it up? No, that's okay. I said, so you basically you want just bread. And he was like, okay. I was like, no, just, you can have cream cheese. We can heat it up. It's not a big deal. He's like, no, I'm just going to cut it and eat it. Okay. 
So the bagel was already sliced. Sorry, Sons of Anarchy is driving so, yeah. The bagel was already sliced, like a normal bagel is sliced. Uh-huh. This child then proceeds to cut it into fours top down and make like just bits, like bagel bites. Bagel bites, yeah. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I was just cutting. I go, it's already cut in half. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, he didn't know it was cut in half? No. Okay. But part of me is like, why would you cut a bagel like that? Because you're cutting like a pizza. Yeah. I was like, why would you cut a bagel like that? And then (laughs) once he did, he's just like ripping parts of the middle out and eating it. And it was an Asiago bagel from Panera Bread, so... Middle tastes just like a normal bagel. It's like it's just bread. The outsides were the flavor. I, I don't know. It was just. I don't know where my child learned to eat a bagel. Probably his mom. It wasn't me. <laughs> or or his grandma. And for God's sakes, it's an awful, un-American way to eat a bagel. And that's what I told him. So when I, I had a bagel this morning as well. When I uh, when I warm up my bagel, I like to put the cream cheese on right away because I like the way it feels when it melts on there. Yeah, I get that. But Raquel doesn't like that. She wants the she wants the bagel to be cooked. She wants the bagel to cool down, then puts the cream cheese because she likes it like all fluffy on it. And to me, I don't know. It's weird. Huh? Not weird. It's just I never ate it that way. And I remember she served it to me that way, and I was like, "What's this? Why is this cream cheese so cold?" And- <laughs> soulless why is this fucking bread so cold i uh one time i i threw my bagel in a toaster oven whole so the outside was super crispy and the inside was just really soft and tender and i remember like i cut it after and i ripped out the middle of it spread the cream cheese on the skin, ate it like Hannibal Lecter, and then took the middle, like, soft and fluffy, and kind of, like, dipped it into the cream cheese, and it was, it was good. Did it you ever, was good. Did you ever use, like, uh, bagel pizzas? No. Yeah, I wasn't a fan either. You know what I do like, though, is French bread pizzas. They're okay. Yeah. They're okay. They're so better they're, than the bagel pizzas. Yeah. I think it's because the bread gets hard on the outside, and I like the way that, because I'm a crust guy. I, I eat pizza, I eat the crust. There's a lot of people in this world that eat pizza and they just throw the crust, the crust away. I love crust. If the pizza has bad crust, then the pizza's not good to me. For me, the, the bagel pizzas, the dough, like the bagel's way too thick for the toppings. So basically you're eating a bagel with like dipped in sauce and yes. dipped in cheese and that that just yeah i wasn't i wasn't a fan of it um thin crust or thick crust uh cheeky's thin crust everything else thick crust i do like the chicago deep, deep dish style pizzas shaky's is different though yeah shaky's thin crust way better than the thick crust when they made that when they came out with that i remember we tried it and we were like yeah, it was a good try, folks, but stuffed crust or not stuffed crust? Uh, probably not stuffed crust. It's okay. Um, I like it. It's not bad. If I had my way, I would have my pizza where the toppings, cheese, sauce went all the way 
like over the edge, so there really was no handle yeah. to the crust. Oh, really? Yeah, I would be okay with that. Do you ever watch the um, Dave Portnoy's, Potnoy's, whatever his name is, the one from Barstool Sports? No. He does, the, he does a thing called, uh, um, fuck, what is it called? Essentially what he does, he, he finds a pizza joint, and it's basically one bite. He goes, everybody knows the rules, one bite. And it's a cheese pizza, and he just takes a bite of it, and he gives it, like, a rating. Oh. And he started that off, like, as a joke originally, but, like, it's turned into, like, people request him to come to their place to rate their pizza. Because if you get a good rating, people from the area, like, you'll get business from people that normally have not tried your pizza. I'm very torn on that idea. Why? He's just, I'm, like, a food blogger. I get it. I get it. I'm torn on it because you... He's basing it off of cheese pizza. Well, because, yeah, he says that's like the American way or something like that. I get it. But there's some places where I like their pepperoni. There's other places I don't. There are some places where I really like the Alfredo sauce on a pizza instead of the red sauce. Some places have good Alfredo. Some places don't. Um, So that's... I'm a little bit torn because I feel like some places are handicapped by, like, the sauce. If someone convinces them, like, you need to try it with pepperoni, the pepperoni will make it, makes it, then he'll do the cheese pizza, and then he'll do the pepperoni. Okay. If that makes you feel any better. It kind of does. What was funny, during the pandemic, Mm. he did, (laughs) he did a Lunchables pizza. That's, like, (laughs) that's disgusting. It was fucking funny. Uh, he was just like, yeah, this is awful. <laughs> I would assume. Uh, I, assume he, I remember he did, uh, he did a Chuggy Cheese pizza, and he also did like a um, Little Caesars pizza. And he's like, it's what you expect. It's like. It's fast food. It's not good. It's not bad. Like, it's down the middle. I'm still, I'm still like, I'm still kind of torn on this whole just she, I, I'm okay with the single bite. I mean, he does more than one. It's funny. He says that one bite, everybody knows the rules, but he eats more than one bite. Because he takes a bite and he goes, and then he goes, you know what I mean? And yeah. Then he eats a crust. And, but he always gets a full pizza. He doesn't get just a slice. He'll get the full pizza. Yeah. I, to me, it's just there's so... The problem is, ooh, that is a really nice Corvette. I think it's the newest year. It's pretty. It's a pace car. I didn't expect you to be looking at that. I don't know why do you. <laughs> um, yeah, I the single the single bite I'm okay with. It's the cheese, just cheese. That's that's. It might just be called pizza challenge. <laughs> that's what bothers me. Um, because I like. Artichoke. I, I, I guess like. that's his favorite pizza is the cheese pizza. It's the most basic. And I get it. Like, you got to start with a good sauce and a good crust. And you got to have the foundations. But I don't know. It just, it, it, I don't know if I can get on board with the, I, I love the idea. I get the concept. I think it's, for me, it's just the fact that you're going off of like, the most basic aspect that's throwing me. See, I thought you were going to have an issue with him even just rating the pizza. 
because like what credentials does he have or something like that i, I thought you were gonna go down that route i could that, care less no actually I, I could care less it's the idea that that this may not be our best pizza Hmm. But he goes everywhere, which is pretty cool. I mean, mostly in the East Coast, because that's where he's, that's where they're located. But my favorite pizza place is, oh shit, is I believe down? it's called Tony's. It's at the Whitwood Mall. It does the pizza by the slice deal. Oh, it's fucking good. Every pizza that they make there is fucking amazing. I don't know what my favorite pizza is, but I know when I tried the Prince Pizza in New York, that shit was pretty fucking bomb. Prince Pizza. It's on Prince Street. Oh, That's okay. What it's called that. Super thin crust, folded in half, and eat it. No, it's, oh, it's actually not? a pizza that's made like in a square. You know, you know the ones that were like they, they cut it like that, and then like down the middle. Yeah, like a like a Chicago deep dish style. I don't know if it's deep dish, but sure. I don't know enough about pizza to be giving you fucking gotcha. credentials. Yeah. No, Tony's. Even Raquel says Tony's is pretty good. Yeah, something about that place. Plus, everybody there is really nice. He's giving me a couple of free slices from time to time. That matters. Probably because he thinks you're a food critic because you're Asian. You keep coming to his pizza spot. It's possible. He's trying to he's trying to fucking butter you up. The closer you get to the uh, Orange County line, though, the more Asians are there. So it's, I would say he probably gets more Asians there than you would like at Marco Polo's down the street from here. You know uh, what pizza's been disappointing? Um, Falcone's. Falcone's, Falcone's. Right there next to the rack. Oh, really? It's been disappointing, dude. Like, we've, we, we actually made an agreement as a family. No more Falcone's. Really? It's just not the same. I don't know if it's new ownership. I don't know what's changed. But it's just not the same. Huh. We stick to Rio's and Rio's only. Rio's is... Rio's is kind of one of those where I wish they had a bigger menu because their pizza is so good I wish they had better options I don't even that. think they have uh, mozzarella sticks I don't think so yeah uh, pizza mania pizza mania is good that when I used good. to live uh, in Santa Fe Springs I used to get that a lot they have a decent menu there too yeah yeah they, they have everything I mean potato wedges mm-hmm. fucking mozzarella sticks wings that one that, that place is good I like that one but yeah, I do. my all-time favorite though. The problem is, is they don't, you know, they don't do by the slice. I like Tony's because it's by the slice, so I can get my favorite. She can get her favorite. Bubba can get her. Like, yeah, we can all get a couple of different slices of stuff, and it's not unreasonable. And we can kind of all try each other's. Overall, though, Gondola Pizza over in La Mirada. Yeah, next that pizza's to- good. The draft picks? Yeah. Next to draft picks. That pizza is the fucking shit. It is so good. You're right, because I remember uh, me and Rick went there once before a night at draft picks. Yes. Before drunk is kind of an important aspect to this. Dude. Because everybody loves pizza when you're drunk. It was pretty good. It's good. Yeah. That place is good. And then if you're ever in that area, across the street, there's Tailgate Tom's or Tom's Tailgate. I always fuck up the name. I get it backwards every time. Whatever it is. That place is fucking... It's like a Chipotle-style burrito taco type deal where you choose what you want, you choose the toppings, blah, 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 blah. That place is fucking good. You know how it's surprisingly decent pizza? Not 
gardens. Do do they really? Yes. Really? It's pretty good. Is there anything that place can't do? <sighs> no. God damn. Like do they Swiss, really though? It's like, like a Swiss Army knife. They have good pizza there? Yeah. Yeah. You should try it. They actually have this one pizza. I tried it with Jay once. It was a it's like a carne asada pizza. It's actually pretty good. It's not something I would eat all the time because, you know, like the cheese and the carne asada kind of like yeah, little, it doesn't a little too well. much, yeah. too much, you know, but. Do you do uh, the pastrami pizza? I have, yeah. Downey Pizza Company. It's okay. When I was a kid, my dad took me to go on a business trip with him. And there was this place. It was called Gino's Pizza. And the coolest thing about it was it was in this little, like, strip mall. And there was just a sign that said Gino's Pizza, and it had an arrow. When you walked in the door to Gino's Pizza, it was a pawn shop. Oh, really? You walk in, and it's a real small pawn shop. There was only, like, two, two little display cases. with. You could tell it was, like, just random shit that they had, right? It was like, who's going to buy this? And... Um, the sign outside said Gino's Pizza, like, Sweet 3. And they had a big sign that said Sweet 3 on the pawn shop. So you go in, and the windows were all blacked out. So you didn't know it was a pawn shop until you walked in. And you walk in, and, and the lady was like, can I help you? And we were like, oh, we were looking for Gino's Pizza. And she goes, who sent you? And we're like, no, we are just, we saw the sign. She was all, who sent you? Gino? Who sent you? And my dad finally was like, Gino, Gino sent us. And he's like, Gino, Gino didn't tell me anybody was coming tonight. All right. And she hit a button and the wall slid. Right? And there was a pizza place behind it. <laughs> so it's like a, um, a speakeasy. speakeasy. It was cool. And it was like all 1930s. 1940s themed mobster it was cool the problem was i think too many people turned and left it went out of business oh because nobody knew what to do nobody knew what to do nobody like a lot of people probably just went out oh, uh, and left and it was like no wait there how long ago was this it was i mean it was i bet you years it, ago. It, if that was around today It'll succeed because the internet, the internet would tell people what to do. Yeah. But yeah. because... Yelp would keep it alive. Yeah. And if your food is halfway decent, the idea that you walk into a pawn shop. Yeah. I think... Because there was a speakeasy in Long Beach right by um, at the Federal Bar. And uh, I mean, I read up all on it, about it on like Yelp. You know what I mean? So yeah. like that kind of stuff, real easy to like navigate through and you know it tells you what you need to do and blah 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 um now when when you say speakeasy obviously it's not illegal to drink nowadays no what did they what was their definition how did they classify it as a speakeasy well so there's a it's a restaurant in the, in the front and there is a bar but if you go to the back towards the restrooms there's basically like a bookcase and it goes downstairs, like, oh, okay, you know. And there's somebody at the bottom, and they're like, "Oh, can I help you?" Like, "Oh, yeah, we want to go to, 
you know, I don't know. We have reservation. I don't. I forgot exactly what you had to do. Yeah. And they'd be like, "Well, what's the password?" And the the rule the thing is, you have to get the password from the um, from the hostess. Oh, okay. And they give you that information so that when you get down there, you give it to them and they open it. And it's just like a bar. I mean, yeah, it's, really it's, just, it's, it's like it's basically a lounge. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's okay. underneath the bar that that you're that was uh, that you walk into, like you know, from the street. It gives you the illusion that you're in some place very special. Yeah, because even I, when I was in New York, we went to a speakeasy, and it's just really just a door. It, it, the, when we when we got to it, it didn't even look like it was an anything, honestly. Yeah. The only reason why we knew it was the right place because somebody walked out. And we were oh, like, oh, okay. And then so then we walked up, and then you know this guy was there with his iPad and was like, "Can I help you?" Like, "Oh, we went to the bar," and they're like, um, "Yeah, all right. Well, you don't have to wait. You know, we have to get you a table or whatever." But it was a whiskey bar. I mean, oh, okay. But you couldn't tell it was a bar from the beginning. You had like you had to walk in, and then like navigate through. Yeah, because the way it was set up, like you couldn't tell that it was a bar. Like yeah. you had to get in, and then even when you got in, you had to like, go around these barriers to actually see where the bar was. Speakeasy could be fun. It was a good idea. I, I just think it was a little difficult for a pizza place. Um, you know, it was. I assume that it was like. From what I can remember, and again, this is like maybe two decades ago. It wasn't just pizza. It was like pizza, pasta. It was like an Italian place. But the idea that you're hiding it in a smaller town. And again, you're right. Without internet, no one's going to know. And I think the concept prevented the popularity to keep it in business. I think it would be different now. I think it'd be kind of cool now. I think it'd be really cool. I, I, honestly, speakeasies are fun, especially because like you can like play up that whole concept of cops fucking breaking in and like you know being able to like the dark lights and you know just like a lounge. Like you can make it work for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's more than just speakeasies we talked about in the area. There's probably oh, I'm sure tons there's a, of them. Yeah, I'm sure there's a handful of them around here. I just, I, I don't really look for them. That's why. Plus, fucking, I don't know. I haven't been to a bar in so long. A bar that's not named Gardens. Yeah. And with COVID, I don't know. I don't even know what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do anymore. Half the places I go into don't require masks. The other half do. It just depends on what county you're in. Yeah. I have no idea anymore. I don't know what's what anymore. I got some questions for you, and... I don't know. Looking at the time, I don't know if you want to do these like after a quick break, but I kind of want to pick up the conversation we started a couple of weeks ago about paying student athletes and and what what the ramifications are. Yeah, but we're I don't know. We got about ten minutes before the break. What's your first question? Then we'll fucking make it a tease. We'll go to break. Ask the first question. See, the problem is it's not a first question. I'm gonna, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you, or I'm going to reference back to something that you said last week. Because last week you mentioned that the generation that's coming up nowadays seems to be missing the struggle, the journey. I think last week you talked about you rolled up in your car and everybody's like, oh, look at you and your Beamer and, you know, top salesperson of the world and that sort of thing. And it was like, 
I think you said like, yeah, you didn't see the 15 years worth of hustle, right? I think if I remember correctly, that was kind of something along those lines. That sounds like me. Um, Given that, why is this different? That, That sounds like a question to me. Why is it that these kids, and I say kids because we're talking about at this point, high schoolers, why is it that they're missing out on the struggle and why is it that you support them getting to their destination before really putting in the work all right we'll be right back back. sorry about that and you know me like i I kind of show up in all random situations and i can talk to everybody so can she it's just you kind of have to believe in yourself a little bit welcome back everybody thank you for hanging in there with us we took a quick break beat our meat flapped our gums i don't know what the term is really but i don't know yeah it'll work. um you want to repeat the question or the premise yeah so basically we talked last week and you mentioned that you know the current generation itself tends to focus on the destination and not so much as the journey you got a lot of uh younger employees at your company that look at what you have and don't recognize the work it took to get what you got. How is paying student athletes different? Well, one, a sports life is short. I mean, it's much shorter than any work life that you're going to have, correct? Um, I hear that and I disagree, but go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, what's what's an, a, a professional athletic career? Three years, five years. So you're you're referring to the time that they have in the sport play. Well, they're a profession, professional. And see, I think for a lot of people, I I think a lot of people overlook the fact that. That's not just their career. It's the highlight, but a lot of people become commentators, whether it be on the sidelines. First off, don't studio. say a lot of people. The percentage. I'm, I'm sorry. A lot of cowboys. There's a percent. The percentage is probably lower. To become a commentator that doesn't make the NFL. Oh, a hundred. Yes, unless you play for the Cowboys, then apparently yes, you get any yeah. any TV deal. But there's a lot of aspects to. But they don't make the same amount of money that they're making during the time that they played that sport. That's a fact. Average overall, I agree with you. There might be one or two people that make well, but let's let's like decent money. Let's say you go to college in your uh, kinesiology, and you're a football player, and your career is short, and then you became an you become an athletic trainer for a f- professional franchise one of many athletic trainers right there's there's quite a few on a NFL staff that pays pretty good it's not uh, the veteran minimum i think is for the NFL's like what 400,000 something like that um and you have to be a veteran for that to happen so if, right. if you have a two or rookie, three year career what's the rookie minimum rookie minimum's like 250 300 Somewhere around there. I, I guess the point or what I was 
going with that question is these high school athletes, college athletes, they're putting in the work. They're pretty much doing a, a, a free internship until they start their career, right? But not all the interns are going to get selected. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That And that that's a very good point. Okay. That's a very good point. There yes. is a small percentage of these interns or college athletes that are going to get selected to play this quote-unquote game for large sums of money. And not even all of them are going to actually necessarily made make large sums of money. They're going to be really, really well off, but they're not going to necessarily be, they're not all going to be Dak Prescott. They're all not going to be Steph Curry, LeBron way, James. Good, good for Dak Prescott, okay. man. I felt, dude, I'm no, not I agree, a Dallas fan. Especially when his fan. foot was going north and his body was going south. I'm not a Dallas fan, but I liked a kid who bet on himself, and I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad for him. So your issue is because these people aren't putting in the work, but I would argue that they are putting in the work, and they've been putting in the work for free, essentially. Now, just like your company that you work for or the company I work for, who determines your worth? Is it you or the business that pays you? Uh, I don't. You I, have I can't a say. say what, you have a yeah. say in it? Yeah, I can't say it's you, black you, and white. You don't determine it, though, right? Your company does. I would say the market does. A lot of people are getting paid more to work at corporate companies now because they're having trouble finding quality employees. Either way, it's not you. You're not making that decision, right? You can influence it, but the yeah. company's making it, whether good or bad, right? I don't think it's 100% either. Are you saying it's a 100 no, 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 no. It's, no. We, it doesn't matter what the percentage is, but the majority is the company, the corporation, yeah. the business, right? Yeah. So if a company slash corporation slash business wants to pay, pay a high school student $1 million a year to promote their product, what's the issue? So I, I, there's a couple of issues. There, there's, a big, there's a big possibility that this high school athlete doesn't make it to the pros. And if I'm the high school athlete, I would definitely take the money. Oh, I agree with because you. Because there's no guarantees you're going to make the pros. A hundred percent. And if a company wants to gamble on you and you can't produce what they want and their results are not profitable, that's their fucking problem. I, agree. I don't. And then listen, I hope you understand. I don't blame the high school or college athletes for this. I don't even okay. think you're really against it. I think you're just being devil's advocate. But so I, I'm here's, okay. Here's a couple of my concerns. Is one. You talked about the internship. Let's say you're going for business because you want to be a stockbroker and you're doing internships and, and there's a bunch of inter Not all of them are going to work for Merrill Lynch. Let's use a, an attorney. Let's say you go and there's a hundred uh, students who are going through law school. They're all doing internships different places they're not all going to get uh the job at larry h parker <laughs> some of them are going to work for like these hole in the wall attorneys who pick up you know random cases and they squeak by not every attorney is rolling in dough. they make a decent living but why should why is it different for an attorney to say, like you did, 
not everybody is going to get that internship. You're right, which means not every attorney is going to make over a million dollars a year. Some are going to. What if? What if there was a way to rank lawyers or attorneys that have potential to being a great attorney? They had a a, 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 a star system, blue chips, like they do in football, right? These, these kids are getting paid on potential. They're not getting paid on performance. And I think that's where the difference lies. These attorneys, if there was a system in place where they were able to be like, you know what? And actually, I do actually think there is something like that. because, Like the GPA. Okay, but does that necessarily mean that someone is going to be successful in their business or not it neither right? neither is there 40 times no no i agree okay but what i'm getting at is these uh law firms can look at an a, 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 you know a potential candidate and be like put these people under their wing and groom them to work for them teach them the ropes while they're going through the process right okay i don't feel like that's any different than you know whoever uh, agent or it's really just an agent, but like steering them in the right direction so that they can at least get paid now because they may ne- they may never become a fucking professional athlete. Correct. So, oh, you and I agree on that aspect. Of I, it. I, I I guess the thing that 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 got me most excited was I had sent you a uh, I don't know if you saw it today, but it was a, a girl that plays for UConn. A yeah. girl. Yes. She trademarked her name. She trademarked her nickname, and she's projected to make a million dollars a year. I didn't read the article, but I did see it. It's right, because it was just a snippet. I just okay, read that too. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, Nonetheless, she's not a football player. She's not somebody that's... Now, why is she projected to make a million dollars a year? Because of endorsements. Okay. Because of the city. She, she, she plays for UConn. Which is a huge women's, women's basketball. basketball. Oh, yeah. She probably is going to make it locally, and this is my argument that we had when we when we started this was, this is great for the small people. I know the big guys are going to make a lot of money. Wait, wait. When you say small people, you're talking about the small, small like, schools, small. No. small uh, See, I, okay, wait, wait. The, the non-big. Uh, I just okay. The non-big. Um, uh, major, major, major athletics. Um, There's a bunch of wrestlers that major trademark, uh, trademark, not football, basketball, or baseball. Okay, or I guess baseball's not even one of them. Football, but here's, or basketball. Here's where I'm going to disagree, or I'm going to push back on that, Rich. UConn is the premier destination, or Baylor, it's kind of in women's basketball. Okay. So when you say it's not one of the the elite schools that are pulling this. No, I didn't it say not elite school. I said elite, like the football or basketball. You were saying that, that no one's going to be able to make big money. And okay, I was wait, like, wait, wait, I wait. disagree. Wait, There's okay. going to be a lot of small schools, not maybe not small schools, but athletes that play sports uh, that are not huge that are going to get money. But that, but I think what, I think that girl that, that and I'm, again, I'm just going off the top of my head right now. I don't now, remember but I think she proves my point. She's the, one of the best women's basketball players, and she goes to the premier so destination. If some, if Hold on, wait, wait, wait. But she goes to the premier destination in that sport. If someone was the premier badminton player, would they necessarily get paid? 
No. Okay. I don't believe so. But I think if they were in their city, they may not make a million dollars, but they may make $50,000 a year. Okay. And, and and I feel like that's their right because they're good at what they do and their city they live in. They should be able to access that type of money. They wouldn't be able to access that prior to this year. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. I do. What if, what if it pays for their college and they don't get uh, scholarships? scholarships? Okay. So, so here's kind of... I don't know that girl's backstory, but I assume she's on scholarship. Yeah, probably. And you touched on a lot of things. Is it their right to make money? Yes, it is. I didn't touch on you, though. Uh, no, you have not. It's been a rough week. You haven't touched me in, in a years. long time. Um, show me for her, for every female basketball player that goes to UConn, how many are getting endorsements at Toledo? How many are getting in, at North Mississippi State? Now, I'm going to show sure you a lot of... more than you think. I, I'm going to show you a lot of quarterbacks who play for USC that are going to get endorsements. How many quarterbacks at... Mississippi State. Are you are telling me Carson Wentz, if he was... If he if this had started when Carson Wentz started at South Dakota State, North Dakota State, North Dakota State, sorry, he wouldn't get any kind of endorsements. Now, again, yes, he would have. I think Aaron Rodgers at Butte Community College would have gotten. Yes, endorsements. I agree. I'm not saying that the money isn't there. I agree with you. It's there. It's there for the taking by these athletes. I'm not disagreeing with that. So then, what are you disagreeing with? Where is the money for the wrestler at Kansas State? He, they're they're getting signed. They're, that's what I'm. I, I told you that. I sent you the 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 the, the link from Barstool Sports that signed a bunch of athletes, okay. and there was like six wrestlers on there. Okay. At what schools? Let, let me let me guess. Nebraska was one. No, Iowa. No, Iowa. Michigan. But okay. But if you're uh, if you're cream of the crop and you're good yes. at what you do, yes. Do you think that you deserve those opportunities? Can I ask you this? If you're cream of the crop, isn't the likelihood that you would make money anyway? No. Higher? Re wrestlers, you don't make money. We don't make any money. That's what we. They, I said they. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they don't make any money. They don't make any money. No, they, I, 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 I count you as a wrestler. They don't <laughs> make any money. They're, right now the, the Olympics I, are going on right now. I think they get like $40,000 if they get like a gold medal. Yeah. No, I, I get it. Wrestling is a little different. But let's talk. Let's let's stay with the big sports. No, but you right. can't do that. Okay, because the, the point the point of what I was getting at is this money that we're talking about. Everybody has access to it. No, not access. Yes, you have opportunity. Access to, okay, opportunity to you. Everybody has an opportunity to. Okay. Now, whether someone wants to pay you or not, that's a different story. Yep. But everybody has the opportunity, and you know what? Being a wrestler at Iowa, yeah, is it better than being a wrestler at Kansas State? Yeah, yeah, probably. But if you're a great wrestler at Kansas State, you can probably get some money out of that. You could. And that's the point of, of what I'm getting at. What percentage of I'm going to I'm just going to throw out that there's probably 10,000 student athletes across the United States. Oh, probably more than that, but yeah. What number would you put on it? I mean, how many college football teams are there? 100 and well, Division One. I, I think there's 119. There's about 100 students. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. Alone. Just them. 
So let's say there's 100,000 student athletes. That's a good number to work on. How? To, yeah. To do math. 100,000. Yeah. How many do you think are going to make money now? Uh, probably 30%. You think 30%? You think make money. Make money. Do you, do, you, do, you define, do, you, do you define it as lots of money, a little bit of money? I think a lot of people will make money off of that. I assume that student athletes already made not all of them five thousand dollars a year, average. Oh yeah, if you average, average. If you put Reggie Bush's house in there, yeah, right. So, how many? Let's let's use that as the benchmark. Then, how many are going to make more than that? Than five thousand dollars a year? Yeah. I would definitely. I think you're going because it's going to be top heavy. I think that's where you're going with this, but that's fine. I would say probably 10% will probably make less I, than... I doubt 10%. Dude, I think you're underestimating these small cities where these car dealerships will fucking sign them just to put their face on a billboard and give them $1,000. Think, think about these people that... that, that but that, that's $1,000. Yeah, but how many... Okay, you, you're talking about that's one car dealership. How many car dealerships how many do you think are going in these small towns in these small cities i think you're underestimating these fucking small it's cities possible that it's that it's will very do a lot of crazy things for these fucking athletes because they worship the ground they walk on then let me ask you this is that i'm not talking about the athletes themselves is that the best thing for the sport itself. That's a different question. Because I don't never I never thought they were amateur sports anyway because of the I, amount of money that was made. I so agree if you with if that. you want to say is it I great agree. for the sport? I mean, I think it's better for the athlete more than it is for the sport, but the truth is they're the ones putting in they're the ones that are out there. They're doing the human cockfighting in and and football's case they're being paraded and, and promoted on yeah. a national scale for football during March Madness. I mean, during ba I'm sorry, basketball during March Madness. I know wrestlers aren't huge as far as... Uh, well, they're pretty fucking big. Well, not really, actually. They're pretty small. Um, uh, okay, there's... Yeah. But they're not... A lot of them aren't great personalities and somebody that's going to make a ton of money. And the only way like a, a wrestler makes real good money is being a coach at a different college. You know what I mean? And even that, that's a small percentage of them. Um if they can make a little bit of money, I don't see what the issue is. And I think the problem, Rich, is that you're combining two different issues. I don't disagree that they should make their money. Okay, so what's the issue then? I am disagreeing with how they're making their money. It seems like you're, you're disagreeing with the fact that not all of them are able to make money. That's what you. That's what it sounds like you're arguing. That that's part of the issue. That is part of the issue because. But isn't that the free market? The free market, yes. But we're not. Who's we? As a society, the playing fields are not even in the market. Okay, but You're who, not chose, getting, who chose to go to those colleges? and? Well, and that, that leads to kind of one of my other issues is that 
I don't see kids choosing to go to some of the smaller schools anymore. <laughs> I see them going yeah, to... Yeah, because they want to go to a bigger school because they have more exposure. But that's actually changed more as far as football goes. They can go to a smaller school and still get the same exposure because college football is playing on every fucking station on Saturday. But you're comparing the past to the present. We are now changing no. the dynamic. This is not going to be the same thing. Because your Kansas State for basketball is a much smaller city than L.A. So I can make a lot more money in L.A. than I can in Kansas. So I think it's going to skew the schools in the favor of who, which boosters can pay more money. And I think that's what we're going to start to see is we're going to start to see. See, I don't, I don't, care. I don't think, I mean, I, I haven't read the rules completely, but I don't think you can get money from boosters. There has to be like. Uh, uh, okay, okay. No, no, hold on. I hold agree. On. Let me, let me, it's let possible. Me, I'm, I, I understand that boosters, just like before, didn't change anything. They still donated no. money to get people there. They Let's still own businesses that are going to pay. Yes. Right. Like, so it's a roundabout way, but. It's but it's okay. So what do you think is gonna be different? That's because the numbers are gonna be astronomical. Yes. And here's the other thing, and, and this is kind of my next question: is do you think this is best for the kids? I mean, that's not for me to decide. Well, but I, I, wait a minute. I, wait, 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 wait. I think, hold on. I, I, I got to hold you to this because you're promoting and you're fighting for them for their right. To because make money, if but if they were 18 years old, they would be able to work. If they were 16 years old, they'd be able to work. And they'd depends. be able to make money. It de depends it de on de what. A doctor can't. I'm going to school to be a doctor. Okay, I can't. But go we're be not a asking doctor. them to be fucking to, to work to 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 uh, do surgery on anybody. We're asking them to play a sport. I get that, but you're saying you used age. Well, if they were 18, they could make money. They could they, still make money. They may not be able to be a professional. Uh, okay, but they are able to make money. But some sports are they are able to be professionals. And Tennis players, I, they could be, they could be okay. professionals at 17 years old, 16 years old. Again, I don't disagree with the fact that our student athletes, Which is and I use that yeah. term very loosely. Actually, no, I hold that term. They are students at a school, and they are athletes. I would reject the amateur aspect of it. 100%. Okay. I think they should be paid. I, what... One of the things that bothers me, and I, I think I mentioned this to you as we were talking not on the show, just in life. One of the things that bothers me is the Mustangs have a great ability. Their exhausts are fantastic. This has nothing to do with what we were talking right, about right now. No. One of the things that bothers me is the NCAA took the laziest approach possible to this. They got sued, that's why. Well, but it's here's my... They got forced. Well, listen, listen, listen to my train of thought. Rather than figure out how to pay student athletes within the umbrella of the NCAA... Oh, yeah, yeah. that was lazy, for sure. They said, well, just go do more work outside, get paid, but we're still not going to pay you. And, and that's one thing that really bothers me. So listen, I fucker. With, I can agree with you on that. And I'm not talking with you, Rich, but listen, no, motherfucker. Call, call me motherfucker. No, I would never. NCAA, you fucking assholes. I bust my ass on the mat, 
on the court, on the field, yeah, on the field. Now you're allowing me to then go take my talents to a stage or a a film production or whatever it might be. There's no time on there, by the way. Sorry, it's recording here though. We're at 23 minutes. I have to pee really bad. So. Me too. You're allowing me to go work double. I keep drinking too, like an idiot. To make money, like fuck you, NCAA. These kids are working their ass off so you can make money, and you just told them, it's cool, go ahead and do more work outside and get paid. No, fuck that. Pay the, if it's me, I don't get paid for my volunteer hours at a whatever school I go teach financial literacy to. I get paid for my company. These kids should be paid through the NCAA, okay? The fact that they quote-unquote, allow them to go sell their name and likeness. Fuck you guys. Pay them for the blood, sweat, and tears they leave on the grass or hardwood or mat or whatever it is that they do. It's definitely slave labor. So that, that bothers me. That's one aspect. And when we come back from taking a leak, I'll go into the other aspect that really bothers me. I kind of forgot what we were talking about. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we were talking, actually, off-air about wrestling and how... The sport itself, as well as, I think, soccer, could be very popular sports in, uh, in America. If they were publicly traded, right now they would be very low stock. I would invest a shit ton of money because... But unfortunately, there's no professional sports that are publicly traded, except for the UFC. Or the Packers. Of course, you're not going to get... It's a... It's a it's a dead stock, right? Fuck, is that what it's called? Dead stock? Where it's know. not going to... Yeah, it's not going to gain any money. It's not going to lose any money. Well, you're going to lose the money. You're not making You're not making any money. You're not, you can't pull that money out. Yeah, you have to sell your share, but yeah. Um, before we went to break, you and I both agreed that... This is rare. We both agreed that the NCAA... Are crooks. Basically washed their hands of their responsibility. We both agree that these student athletes are working, right? Quotations. They're working on a NCAA court field, uh, mats, whatever, diamond, whatever your sport is. That's where they're putting in the work. But, but they're still not getting paid for that work. That's one aspect that really bothers me. The NCAA has basically said, cool, we're still going to get free labor. You go work extra hard, work a little overtime, and have somebody else pay you for that. And that that bothers me. I think it bothers you, too. Yeah, I don't like the fact that (laughs) NCAA is pimping them out, man. That's just really what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. So we both agree that aspect. And, and that's really my main point is this didn't need to be outsourced to other companies. It could have been figured out by the people who are profiting, right? So now these kids are made, they're, they're having to go do extra work. They're having to go market, uh, hire agents, pay, pay money to agents. Now, well, you, pay, now you pay out the profits so. though. You're right. Yes, but and that, some of these agents will front you if you're big course. enough. If you're a big enough star, and there's certainly going to be more opportunity for the top names to make more 
than there would be in a structured NCAA setting. I agree with that. I might even argue that the top names compared to what the bottom names are making is the gap's going to be closer versus further with uh, with, the, with the new um, rules in place. Because before, only the big names got the, free, got, the got the money. Only the Reggie all, Bushes got the free And then all these, this girl from UConn got shit. Uh, if you saw their workout facilities during the bubble last year, during yeah, the well, that's NCAA. that's WNBA, but yeah, that's, but, but oh no, I'm sorry, not WNBA. That was oh, you're right, that was, that was WNBA college, yeah. Um, but that was fucking I, yeah, so I would argue that the the gap is actually closer versus wider prior to this rule change. Uh, you know what? I don't disagree with that either. But I, I, I my my one sticking point is. The people responsible for the exploitation of student athletes under the guise of amateur sports making, I'm going to say, a billions of dollars cumulatively, everyone put together, maybe a billion dollars, billions. That's just football. Am I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't be. possibly, right? They have washed their hands of responsibility and still are not paying the athletes. They have just allowed the kids to go work a little harder, like they're not giving everything they can to school and sports. And and let's be real, a lot of athletes aren't giving shit to the school aspect. Especially and that's okay. basketball players, especially these one-and-done guys, they go to school for three months and they're gone. Alabama linemen, some of them can't read. And that's, you know what? Just watch the okay. movie, The Program. And there's Alvin Mack. He says all you need to do is how to read an NFL contract. Okay. There's probably a and lot. And I'm okay. Of I'm, okay that. I'm okay with that. What bothers me is that the party responsible for the exploitation of adults, but very young adults, is still not paying what they should be paying, and not holding the respons- They're they're outsourcing responsibility to agents and other companies. Not that I feel bad for agents or these companies that are sponsoring them, but they're outsourcing responsibility. The other thing, and I and I really, I want an honest answer, Rich. Obviously, there's nothing I can do if you say fuck you and walk out. Do you think this is good for these kids? And and I I'll while you think about it, I'll say this. What fortune bestowed upon child actors produced good kids? There are some. I'm not saying that there's. there's I, I none. think though. I I think. I get it. You're trying to protect them, right? Now, if you want to say, "Hey, I want you to put this money in a whatever money you make. You're not able to touch your 25." Whatever. I mean, okay. I get, I get it. I get what you're going with. An annuity going. type thing. Yeah, because the truth is, a lot of money at a young age, you can blow it. I mean, we there's a there's a a, a documentary on on ESPN called uh, Thirty for Thirty that's called Broke. We talk about how professional athletes go broke after three years yeah. or five years after retiring. And and that's professionals, bro. No, no, I get it. But we don't know. The financial situation of all these people, right? So, if someone's able to get a million dollars a year, 
$500,000 a year, $10,000 a year. That's more than they were getting just being an athlete at the school. And they're able to provide for their family. But I'm not uh, really, I'm not in a position to fucking tell them that it's going to fuck up their life. Like, you think $10,000 a year is going to provide for their family? Uh, have you seen how some of these families live? Let, let, Come on. But no, no, I, I, I mean this, Rich. I'm being serious. Like, they're getting it's, money that they didn't have. Okay, okay. So let's, that's let's, what I'm getting at. Let's think about this student athlete signs the contract three years, $10,000 a year. I'm sure it's going to be more, but whatever, that's fine. I, I, I guess my thing is just putting money in people's hands isn't helping them. Because So what would you prefer them? Well, okay. They wouldn't have got anything. Okay, so, so just putting money in their hands, a lot of these kids are going to, like, like the 30 for 30, like broke. It's not that much older that these professional athletes are broke. Now we're doing that at high school age. But they may never, ever, ever make it to the pros anyway. You're right. But that once that money's gone... And who's controlling? So, so if you're a, if you're a child actor, you are required to open what's called a Coogan account. Ten percent of your earnings, thanks to Gary Coleman, have to go into this Coogan account, and it's protected from your parents spending it. Is anything like that in place for the high school athletes that you showed? I definitely think that uh, you're on to something as far as what should be required. But the first step, the first domino had to fall. Before you can get to, you know, option B, C, and D. And like, I don't agree that this is the right domino. Well, so what, what would you prefer these athletes not to get paid? I prefer them to get paid from where they're working. What does that matter? Because I, I don't disagree can... that the NCAA should pay them, but like, where does it matter where the money's coming from? I feel like what we have done is open the floodgates. Because if you if you if you go through the NCAA, mm-hmm. they're going to regulate what how much money they're going to give you. Where you're on the free market, if you do it on your own, and understand who you're talking to, who's speaking against the free market. Yeah, right? that, well, that's why I'm like not really sure where I get why it. you feel this way. Just putting money in these kids' hands is not solving the deeper issue of truly taking care of them. So let's say you got 25K a year and it's changing because you live in a trailer, it's changing your life, but you blow out your knee. Those medical bills are fucking 150K. I think they get paid if if they happen through the school. They don't get paid if it happens through the school, but they do get... I meant like if it's on the field or if it's in practice, I think think they get... They get paid? Uh, uh, no, not they don't get paid, but like the medical bills get paid. Well, is it while they're in school or for life? No, I'm that's saying that's a big difference. Until yeah, obviously until they. So again, we're they're taking care. They're NCAA is doing the bare minimum. What education are we giving to these kids to learn about the yeah. fact that they get a check for a hundred k? They should probably put half of that away. Just for fucking taxes. Well, that's that's a general argument. That's not just a today argument. That's an argument that they yes. should have for the, the athletes that go pro. Agree. They should have that in fucking curriculum in high school just for you and I. I, I don't disagree. I'm not arguing with you on that. But again, like I said, just allowing them to make money 
isn't salt isn't taking care of the athletes the way I think they should be taken care of. And then to do, like you said, an annuity where part of it goes into a, an account. Well, that you said that. I just. I just called it an annuity. You said, well, put it somewhere where they can't touch it till they're 25. And I don't even know if I agree with that because. Who's going to tell them that we just allowed you to make your money, but you're not allowed to have it? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. I just. I will never say that because there are problems, we shouldn't fix the problem at hand. So currently, like I would say with our tax system, it's fucked up. You're four times as likely to get audited if you make less than $25,000 a year than if you made a million dollars a year because these businesses that make millions of dollars a year have lawyers and they fight our tax auditors and it's a pain in the ass. So they go after these poor people who, even if they are evading taxes, aren't making a dent, right? If we changed our tax code, will people still cheat and find a way around? Yes, but we should still fix the problem. I'm not saying we shouldn't fix the problem of these athletes deserve compensation for their efforts put forth on the field. Regardless of how much the NCAA makes in money, that's that's irrelevant to the fact that I believe that if you're putting effort out for profit, you deserve to make profit. I don't disagree with you. Sounds like you do, though. Uh, what concerns me or where I disagree or where I protest or where I push back is the method at which there is unregulated availability to instant appeasement but zero education for these kids there's zero protection for them down the road i don't give a fuck if a a agent fronts these kids 150,000 and they fizzle out and they end up being nothing the agent invested and invested quote unquote poorly Maybe they made more while they were signed, whatever it is. What concerns me is the free-for-all and the lack of concern. So the NCAA basically said, go do what you want to do. And again, going back to the fact that they completely ignored their responsibility, they are not offering any responsibility to ensure that if these kids do make money, that that money will set them up for life. Because the big thing that we're talking about is they could, there's a short window for them to make generational wealth. So what kind of, what kind of company do you work for that trains you on how to do your taxes, how to save your money, how to set up for your future? Hold on, dude. You're asking me what type of company I work for that will help you with no, understanding they, they, they have, they finances? Have, they actually have classes and stuff like that that teaches you how to do that? I, I, it's a little... I'm the, I'm the wrong industry to ask because but, I work in but you're, finance. you're the one... I, my company doesn't do that. I get it. I get it. So there's more companies that don't teach you how to save and... I, I work for the one company that... Or the one industry that you're required to understand that. That's what I'm getting there. at, though. You're... The one. Okay. 
majority of the companies in the United States of America doesn't teach you how to do this. So like be, 401k investment yeah. matching. So, okay. So, so we're going to okay. force that on NCAA because it's their job to teach these kids how to monitor their money. I, I, I agree. I do think that in school, these, these things should be taught, but if it's not going to be forced upon or, or a, a requirement for other companies, they're just following uh, everybody wait, else's guidelines. Okay, I'm going to take that, what you just said and your example, and prove my point. Most companies... I've been doing that for you all day. Most industries don't teach any type of financial education. I'm in an industry that you're almost required to understand financial education, yeah. right? Yeah, how many okay. burgers you sell versus how much money you make, yeah. How many fries are in a, in, a, in a small. The NCAA is a industry of higher education. Yes, they profit off of X, Y, and Z. But if your primary- I'm sorry, if somebody names their kid X, Y, and Z, It'll really fuck it up a really lot fucking, of stuff. Up. Yeah, because they, they can, they can, they match everything. Well, they can sue them every time somebody uses that. There are certain things you can't if they trademark it. You can't though. They won't let you trademark common things. Like, you couldn't go and trademark like it's a sunny day. They won't let you. There are there's, I know. Again, I've looked up some of the things that you can and can't trademark. How cool would that be though? My, I mean. If you get if you know somebody in the trademark, they might let you. But anyway, the NCAA is similar to my industry with regard to that. The NCAA is an organization of educational um, entities. So just like banking, you're almost required to understand finance. Why wouldn't an organization? a conglomeration of higher learning, not press educating their students on this. And I'm not really arguing that they shouldn't. I just, I just don't see other industries, majority industries pushing that. You know what I mean? That, that's all I'm getting at. And they, sh they probably should. And our education system probably should. I, I hate, I, and I want to make this clear, and, and I don't hate that the students are able to make money. I hate that the NCAA opened the floodgates with no responsibility for the downstream actions or ramifications that could come of them going, oh, well, do what you want to do. So would you prefer them to gone through all the different like procedures and vote on this and then, and then push this back four more years? Or would with you... The, with the same outcome of allow the kids to go make whatever they want or yeah. come up with a structured format to I don't, which they I don't can think, make money? I don't think if, if, I, if I know the NCAA like I think I do, they're not. They're going to do whatever they can and not pay the athletes. Yes. So. So in that situation, to to allow the same situation as we have right now, but just delay it four years. No. What I, in my utopian situation, or what I would have held the NCAA to is. These kids are, 
in essence working for you call it what you excuse me call it what you want but it's our employers your employees right come up with a structured format however that might be everyone gets an equal base salary of $250 a week right well it can be less than minimum wage uh, it can if it's a stipend a stipend is a is a uh, like a contractual um, like a contracted employee can get a certain amount They're, like a lot of uh, a lot of, I think coaches I know my dad got less than minimum wage because he was a coach for a high school football program that just gave him a stipend for helping but so think about let's say everyone gets 250 a week if you are uh, on an active team okay cool from there uh, the more profitable sports get a bonus of X amount. I'm not saying I have all of the answers. Sounds like it. But I, but I have an idea of what the structure could be. Will there still be kids that are getting paid, i.e. Reggie Bush status? Yeah. But we have that now, so that's no reason to not change and make things better just because... There are certain individuals that you're proving my point with that statement right there. That have that that opportunity to skirt the rules. I look at what's going on as the NCAA basically saying, "This is going to be an awful comparison." But do you remember the end of Schindler's List? It's been a while. Okay. Refresh my memory. So at the end of Schindler's List, all of the Jews were let out of the internment camps and they kind of walked out of the gates and they stood around and go, well, where do we go? What, what are we supposed to do now? There's, you have taken opened, everything away from me. You've opened these floodgates for these kids. Okay, so who's going to help these kids understand you got a huge paycheck? for the key four years of your life. Save what you can. Be ready for a life outside of sports. Like all of the things that we would tell a, in a professional athlete, prepare for when your career is done. Put money away. Um, oh, shit. The, the uh, coach, Herm Edwards, used to say, like, one. One house, one boat, one car, one girl. All you need is one. Like once you start getting two, three, four, you're gonna go broke. Where is the education for these kids in that? The NCAA said, "All right, we'll let you go make whatever money you want. We're still not gonna pay you." The truth is, they should have had that education for these athletes anyway. Yeah, oh, anyway, I don't disagree with that. I, I think that, that anybody that's a, a and it can still be implemented. Yeah, I think anybody that's an athlete that, especially football, baseball, and basketball. I mean, I guess you could put hockey in there because I mean, whatever. All, all anything that you can Whatever. go professional in that's a sport, yeah, they should have financial. Plan. I'm sure they have finance classes, but it's not the kind of finance class that you are and they're, uh, requiring. To, and a lot to of them aren't held accountable. It's like an elective, right? You, the teacher's just going to give you, or professor's going to give you a C just for showing up. No, these courses what, should. Okay, let, let's be in the middle ground right now. What if what if you only qualify for these rights of being able to uh your your naming rights if you you're required to go to these tax classes these financial classes 
to teach you about money. Like these and are still go for credit for your for your yeah yeah it's still credit for yeah. for your school, but it's required. You need to go and you need to pass. Would you be Would you be okay with that? The overall system, no, I would not be okay. But I but you would. But I would be on your side for that. Yes. Because, okay, and I know, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're, it's our, it's our, it's our podcast. We it's our show. Up. We can do whatever. So one of the things, and I don't, know if we, I don't even know if we've talked about this in the podcast, but one of the things that i kind of been, like, bouncing off, like, like ideas off my myself or my head or whatever in my head. Bouncing is, around in your brain. Is, yeah. um, I've been drinking, so I apologize. Um, I haven't. Is how I want to implement school to my son what i mean by that is do i want to be that parent that's like you need to get a's this is the requirement Uh, i don't care like interesting you you know what i mean or or because i truthfully truthfully believe that school's more of a it teaches the person to be a working man versus an independent person i Schools. It teaches teach, you how to follow rules. It doesn't teach you how to fucking think pass, for yourself. To to get the correct answers on a test. Yes, that's it, what is, it doesn't teach you. You're correct. How to be an individual. Yes. Okay. Judge so, a fish on its ability to climb a tree, and it will forever think that it's stupid. Sure. Um, that's something you probably learned in school. Mm, actually, no. Yeah, oh. no. It was after. But so I don't know if. I, if I want to be like that parent that's like, son, you require A's. You don't get A's, you're going to get in trouble. I'm leaning towards telling my son that beside your chores, school is your job. Yeah. At minimum, to get all the luxuries of living at home of, with Wi-Fi, a cell phone, video games, access to all this stuff, you're food. required. No, nah, not food. Water, obviously that's air. That's that's illegal. Um, you're required to have a B average in this household. What about? Wait, would you go B minus? I don't know. We I haven't I haven't got thought that far. He's fucking I'm four just... months. He's four months. I haven't got I haven't thought that you far. Got, you got some time. But. I think that's what I'm leaning towards only because it's like, look it, I don't want my son to be someone that's just going to fuck school, like fuck school, like, you know, just like, eh, whatever. But I also don't want him to be put into under too much pressure to be like grades or everything. Yeah. Um, so like, I've been kind of like just bouncing these ideas off my head again, he's only four months. So I have a lot long time to, to kind of like go over this, but man, like these, these are things that are like, are important. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this, but I've talked and I know we're, we're totally right. Turning off of the NCAA topic, but I feel like we beat that pretty bad. I've, I've told my son, look, and, and you have to be honest as a parent. Let's be real. All, all of you guys out there think your kids are the cutest. A lot of your kids are ugly. I'm sorry. All of you guys think that... Speak for yourself. A lot of you guys think that your kids are the most best behaved students. They're fuck-ups. I looked at my son 
Actually, this is pretty recently, but it's also a conversation I've had for years. With oh, them. my phone died. Um, it's fine. Okay, I was like, I think I have a little bit of charge left. If no, I have a cable, it's fine. I looked at my son and I said, look, you're not average. You're an above average kid. Where on that spectrum, we're still learning that. He really likes to draw. I can't draw for shit. But he's, he's he wants to get that from your grandma and your grandpa. No, he gets the... it from his mom. Oh, really? Yeah. His, but he's he's pretty good. Like he's a he's a pretty fucking good artist. I can't help him. But the bottom line is, is there might be a subject here or a subject there where he's gonna be average, or he at least he doesn't like. But the truth is, is he's not average. You're going to have to judge your son as he grows up. Is he an, your average kid? Or is he above average? My rule for my son is he's not average, so C's are not okay. B minus, B, B plus, A minus, A. Those are fine. And I understand if it's the first week of a quarter and he gets a, you know, he doesn't turn in whatever paper, he's going to have an F for a while, but he's you better come back up. I reward my son for A's. He's not, and that's A's across the board. 1B, there's no reward for it. You're expected to be above average. And C's, C's you're going to get disciplined for because you're allowing mediocrity. And I don't think, I don't, I don't care who it is, unless you have a learning disability, we choose to be mediocre. We choose to skate by. We choose to... Ooh, that was me in high school. I was about to say, literally, I got by without barely even trying, and I got C's. Mostly, I, I'm, I know, Rich, you could have been in honors classes. Easily. Honestly, for real. Like, if I, I, if I just tried. I'm not blowing smoke up here. Yeah, like, no, I, I will say yeah, that to easily. most people. Like, you could, you could be in honors class if you... I like that backhanded compliment, though. No, I, you're... It's not a backhanded. No, you said... I would say that about most people. <laughs> I don't know that that's... Ba- uh, look, look. <laughs> Whatever, maybe, fine. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Most people are smart enough they could they could do on if they wanted to. I know you're smart enough. You could have gotten through honors classes if you wanted to. You just chose not to. Your life is great. It worked out. But you could have. It may not have changed anything about your world. I probably would have made less money. It's possible. Honestly. It's po- I mean, but... It's not for a lack of intelligence. It's a lack of trying. So what is school? School is the ability to learn what's going to be on the test to get a good grade, right? Follow directions. I don't think that's necessarily a bad lesson, but on a bigger scale, for my son, I hope that the fact that C's are not okay Everyone can get a C. 
just trying a little bit, trying a little harder, putting in a little effort keeps you out of trouble. Putting your mind to something and working hard gets you reward. To me, overall, school is that life lesson. And I don't think it's a bad life lesson. That's how I've approached it. Yeah, I think that's why I, I my first thought was like, besides your chores, because I think depending on mm. your age, you know what I mean, what dictates what your chores are. Yeah. But the truth is like your job right now is school. Yep. And it's an easy un- job. And understand that when you get older, you're going to be evaluated. Now your evaluation is not going to have a letter grade on it, but it will have things you need to improve on. Things that you're they doing might as well, well on. though. When you get those, like, you're right, though. They're like a number. Like, you're a number one. You're a number 3.2. Like Actually, one of the guys just told me a story that after three years, he got promoted, right, to a new position. But his manager, so up until that point, he had, like, they did they did grades, right? One, two, three, four, which is, like, yeah. four is, like, the best, whatever. No so all, all the way through his first three years, he got fours on all his his, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, evaluation. Evaluation, yeah. yeah. And his fifth year or whatever, he got promoted to a new position, so he had a new manager. But they added like a bunch of extra like questions to the test and or to the, to the evaluation, and some of them didn't um, apply to him. So rather, th- they didn't have an NA option, like non-applicable. They just had, you still had to rank them. Grade yourself. So yeah. he graded them ones. So apparently he got like a grade of a two and they like had a big old conversation with them because they were like, well, what's going on? And then they finally realized like, oh, it's because this guy gave him ones on things that like didn't apply to him. That sucks. Yeah. yeah, No, you're right. And he was like all worried because I guess that goes on his file. So apparently our, we have like a file that like gives us all of our information about I've never been in a corporate company. So you got to understand this is all new to me. My response was going to be, look at the corporate guy over here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he was all bummed out because his fucking average went down. Yeah. Sounds like a total student. Yeah. All worried about that shit. Four year average went down. I guess the point of what I was getting at though with my son is like. It doesn't change. This is your job. Yeah. You're required to do minimum B work because if you do minimum B work at a company, you'll always have a job. You may not get promoted. I, I disagree. I think you, you tend to move up. Okay. I'm, I'm saying minimum. Yeah. You'll always have a job. Yeah. You'll never get fired. I should say never, but, you know, more than likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you are an above-average employee. Yes. What happens to above-average employees? There's a growth. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that, that's the route I want to go with him. I, I, I've really, like, been thinking about this a lot. And I know he's only four months, but, like, I, I just I want him to be set up for success. Just like I want, if he happens to be some fucking athlete that's making money, I'm going to teach him how to, you know what I mean? Taxes and yeah. and how to save his money and grow, you know, like all that stuff. Like, but I, 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 you know, I don't, I do think that we're on the out, like the, 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 we're not the norm when it comes to that with your kids. Like, I think there's a lot of people who are just like, look, just do what you got to do. And yeah, I think so that's the I, wrong mentality. I, I think that's the reason why I didn't do well in school is because my mom was just like, look at like, do what you got to do to Just graduate. Pass. Like, that was like her thing. Just graduate. Yeah. Well, you tell me that, I'm going to do it just enough. 
And if just enough is bees, and I feel like if I do that with my son, then he'll probably just do that. I'm sure. Because I'm sure there's a reason, like, you know, when we talk about, like, I know we joke around about a, a, you? No, Asian, stop Asian, whatever. But, like, Chinese kids, they do well. They do well in school. They did, Am I wrong? Harvard is not changing their admission standards. They are holding a lot of Asians uh, to a different standard because they're finding too many are getting in. in. Yes. I think that's a problem, too. But anyway. Um, Why a problem? Because if you're qualified for the job, you should be able to get the job. So you're, you're anti-Harvard kind of. You're, you would be against Harvard changing its rules to ensure that people who. I never liked grading on a curve. In oh, school, yeah. but that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're grading on a curve. Oh, I don't even think it's a curve. What I think they're doing is like you're saying, Asian people have little dicks. And, well, curvy dick. No, they're what they're doing is they're holding each person to a different standard. So if this was a Olympic hundred meter race, Asians would have to run hundred and ten. Yeah. yeah, whereas. Somebody not as smart, whatever race you want to put in there, I'm not going to say one, but would only have to run 80 meters. That's that's how I look at it. I don't think, I think, fuck, that was, I don't think and I think. I believe you want what is best for your child from what I know about you. As a good parent, you will probably err on pushing too hard on your son. That's not the worst thing on earth. But what I think every parent should do is push their child up to their limit so that they know what it is. You should push your child for better to strive for more, to, I think settling, and I have done it in my life, so this might sound hypocritical, but I think settling is horrible. And if you can push your child to not settle. What have you settled in, though? Anything you want to go over, I'm sorry. I probably... there's a lot a of job. things. There, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of aspects of my life that I, I know I have settled. Um, I was approved to go to the Air Force Academy in Colorado. I should have gone. I settled for Cal State Fullerton and then dropped out. Who, what makes you think you want to drop out of the Air Force? It's possible I would have. But I settled for not going. One of the biggest regrets of my life. Um... I wrote to my state senator and got approval. Like, I went through a long process to get in. And in the end, I, I didn't go. I settled for what I knew rather than what, what I... What you were comfortable with? Yeah. And that, that's just the, one of the first things that comes to mind. I could probably go through a dozen more of them if I really sat and thought. And your, I think most... Your first two gay experiences? I settled for the guy on the corner. I could have gotten the guy at the club. But, and I think we all do. Um, I, 
I'm not going to let those types of mistakes ruin the future, but I am going to let it change everything. So with, uh, with your son, I must say when he gets to high school, because that's when they start like really, really thinking for themselves, right? I know what's happening already now. Yeah. But I, I'm saying where he... God, he high had, school kids are so stupid, though. I don't want him thinking for himself in high school. He's he's going to have something that he loves or likes or whatever and says, Dad, I want to do this. At what point are you, like, going to support him? And then on the other hand, are you going to be like, don't be an idiot, son. Go to school. Figure out what your life when you're 24 versus when you're 16. I, I, Where's that fine line? <clears throat> I think a lot of it will have to do with his passion level. What he has shown to go towards that passion. And the opportunity. I don't want to say the opportunity, but what is it recently he has really gotten into mustangs the car not the animal is the animal still around and i don't know uh, to be honest i'm not sure but i mean it's just a horse but no, no. i'm not a ford guy you're a chevy guy i mean i've Dodge. owned i've owned fords um but we're watching NASCAR, and he's like, Dad, there's a Ford. It's going to win. And I was like, fuck that. It did win. Or, nope, the Toyota won. Whatever. He's just into it. Like, he's showing a... It's Toyota, Toyota Japanese? It is, yeah. Toyota actually does really good in NASCAR on smaller tracks. But this is a pretty new passion, two or three months. If he tells me that he wants to quit school and drive Mustangs in NASCAR, probably going to try and crush that dream pretty quick because it's a fleeting passion right now. He hasn't shown a like prolonged love for something. I there's really nothing that he's so in love with that I would say, yeah, I support you 100%. But a lot of it's just going to depend on what it is at that time. I don't know. There's, I'm not, I can't think of a hard and fast rule, but like most things in my life, you have to come up with a fundamental truth for yourself and wanting what's best for your kids, I think is, you know, the common denominator and you just kind of have to go back to what is going to allow them the best opportunity. So I know that, like, that was more like a very vague question, I guess. You know, yeah, it was I, a little like. <laughs> I no, no, I, and I get it. I, 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 and and I think like the, the key factor to, that question, and then anything you've talked to me about with my son. Like you said, like it's just we just want what's best for them. Like mm-hmm. we just want them to succeed and to be, you know, capable human beings and good Samaritans, you know, like good people to like the world. You mean they don't want them to be fucking leave it better than you found it. Yeah. What were we saying before the show? Like do unto others. Like there's, there's very 
basics. So when you said that, I, I um, the first thing I thought of, and this is how, like, I don't even know if my mom taught me this, honestly. I was trying to think back. But I've always worked under, like, the premise of it doesn't matter what somebody's told me about you. I'm going to judge you on what you do to me. Now, granted, let's say I heard you were a serial killer, right? Pedophile. Or yeah. whatever. Will I, will I operate with maybe a small <laughs> or, you know, some sort of walls? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to protect. But you're, you're not going camping with my kids. Not, not right off the bat. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, but, you know, if I hang out with you for five years, three years, two years, and I realize, yeah, I don't know why everybody thinks this about this person. Maybe not pedophile. Obviously, if it's like that yeah, drastic, lot. it's different. Yeah. But if, if you hear someone's like an asshole or they take advantage of you or they steal money. Or they're going to lie to you. Oh, yeah, they're or, a fucking liar. And Yeah, and then you then you you hang out with them for a while and you're like, no, no, no. Seems legit. I, um, I tend to like, I, I prefer to work that way with people. Just because it makes me feel more at ease. I don't always feel like I'm on like guard on guard or, or worried about what they're doing. And, 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 and you know what? And the minute they do something that's similar to that, then I'll, then my, you know, red flags come up and then it's like, okay, it's a short leash a little for, bit. For I guess that's errors. where the, the, the small, um, you know, the barriers go up or whatever. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I've always been like that. And I don't want to talk about any specific scenario, but like, there's been situations where I've heard about people like not paying money back, right? You've heard stories. Oh, they don't, you know, they borrow money all the time, blah, 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 blah. And then they borrow money from you once, they pay you back. All right, cool. They borrow money from you again, it takes them a little longer to pay you back. Yeah, you're not going to lend them $1,000. And right then they borrow the money from you again, and then they, you don't ever hear from them. Or you hear from them, but they just give you reasons. And then, then it's two years later and they're like, just totally forgot about it. Yeah. I'm okay with losing at that moment, that money or that situation where they like, they proved that situation, right. Or they proved me wrong. I'll take that loss and never allow them to do that to me again. What was it? A Bronx tale when, when he was like, Cologero. Cologeno. Okay. C. C. He's chasing the kid across the street for like 20 bucks and, and the mafia dawn. I don't know how hot, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, hey, listen, do you, do you like the guy? No, I don't really like him. I, I, I could care less. Okay, well, it costs you 20 bucks. It costs you 20 bucks. He's never going to ask you to borrow money again. And you don't have to hang out with him anymore. Like, cut your losses, right? I can see how there are people like that. And I don't disagree. I think I know you have cut some losses here and there. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I've cut some losses and it's like, cool. I don't, I don't have to deal with the bullshit anymore. Those are things that you've learned along the way. And your son's going to learn them too. I'm definitely going to implement that shit in his life for sure. But he's still going to have to learn it the hard way. Very true. And you know what we're going to have to learn? How to pee. Yeah. Later guys. Peace.